Wednesday, 0300 hours. Let's dive into the madness called Bitch Bear. Peeps, I'm not one to admit when I'm wrong, but I gotta say I was totally out of line leaving you all guessing about how I offed Gator Bait Jose. I'm sorry. Rude? Absolutely. But man, I would have paid big bucks to see your faces. Shall we begin? Okay, where did I leave off? Oh yeah, I pulled my stiletto from behind my back and slid it into the side of Jose's beer belly and twisted my wrist slightly to sever his liver. As Jose leaned against me, eyes wide, body spasming, I say, a little too much tequila, to a curious couple strolling by. They laughed and headed toward the taco stand. I shoved Jose into the back of my SUV, covered him up with a plastic sheet, and slammed the hatch. Man, I'm grateful it's overcast with no moon to light up my sneaky execution. No hitches. Yet. Until... I'm cruising down Alligator Alley, listening to Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata, when Jose returns from the dead and glared at me in my rearview mirror. I slammed on my brakes. His body crashed into the back seat and ricocheted into the back of the expedition with a thump and a groan. I swerved off the alley, I jumped out of my SUV, and I pulled a silencer out of my side holster, and I took care of half-ass business. I turned and saw Gator's unblinking, calculating, glowing eyes sizing me up from the murky swamp darkness. I grabbed hold of Gator Bait's pudgy arms and dragged him out of the SUV into the edge of the canal bank. Using my steel tip boot, I pushed Flubby Tubby down the canal bank. Shit! Lardass got caught up on a stump sticking out of the mud. I dashed back to the expedition, grabbed a shovel, and bitch bear. I carefully slid down the bank. My eyes locked on that sinister, cold-blooded amphibian slowly cruising my way. After I kicked Gator Bait Jose loose, I gave him a middle finger salute and watched his gelatinous body roll down and into the waiting jaws of Allie the Gator. As the beast chomped on Jose's bald head, I pulled a cell phone out of my pocket. I sat bitch bear on the bank, making sure I got Gator Bait Jose's lifeless eyes and grimacing face inside the gator's crushing jaws of the shot. Okay, peeps, I'm going to stop here and tell you all about bitch bear and how he came to be. One night at the Krusty Cock, Shrinky Drink poured himself a shot of tequila. Why do you think you're fucked up? I pointed to my empty glass. You tell me. My buddy scratched his scruffy goatee, pushed up his tie-dyed bandana, and splashed my ice cubes with another shot of soda water. A blue stuffed bear. Seriously? Why did I ever open my fucking mouth? Okay, let me back up even further. Shrinky Drink and I go way back. Two young knuckleheads with grandiose ideas of morphing into warriors and kicking ass overseas. Hey, the marketing the armed services spins really did tug on the nads and makes them grow a little. They got me hook, line, and sinker. They got Shrinky Drink too. I remember sitting in the recruiter's office cracking my knuckles and praying that this was the right thing to do with my life. I was distracted when a skinny dude, that would be a young shrinky drink, wearing a faded Bob Marley t-shirt, black hair past his shoulders, slumped down on the bench next to me. Dude, this shit better be what the fuck they're saying it is. I don't say a thing. I just keep staring at the marine poster on the flaking gray wall. 
Papa used to say enlisting was the greatest thing he ever did. Better than marrying mom. And speaking of mom, when I was eight, mom decided life with an accountant was more exciting than being with Pop, a man who slept with a loaded gun under his pillow. As I reflect upon my fucked up family unit, I can't believe mom left Pop for bean counter. Pop was a decorated Navy SEAL turned cop detective. In other words, a bad ass. Pop owned a gun. Bean counter owned a calculator. It just didn't make sense why mom would leave him. Then one night it clicked. I remember tossing in bed listening to mom slam kitchen cabinet doors. You love your murder cases more than you love me! Gee, maybe it's because they don't bitch and nag. Wow. You really went there. Well, there's other places I'd like to go, but you're colder than a witch's tit. The front door would slam, and I'd hear Mom crying. Honestly, I think Mom was right. Dad was having an affair with his job. I'd come downstairs every morning and find him asleep at the kitchen table, the side of his face squashing murder scene photographs that would make you hurl. Not me. I have a treasured photo of Pop framed and sitting on a bookshelf in my mole hole. It's a grainy black and white Polaroid of him and the county medical examiner standing over a drug dealer. <laughs> the target of a drive-by shooting. While the doc's removing the brain from the perp shotgun shattered skull, Pop's eating a jelly donut with one hand and holding a cup of coffee in the other. Yep, Pop could stomach anything. Except Mom leaving him. Pop and I were tight. We had each other's back. He'd pay me a dollar to take care of the following task each morning before Mom woke up. One, shake him awake before she found him at the kitchen table snoring over his cache of mayhem. Two, pick up the dog steaming present at the kitchen door. If Mom got downstairs before I did, her screams were capable of reaching the decibel of a screech owl. Home sweet dysfunctional home. <laughs> you gotta love it. Screw superheroes. I worship Pop. He was tough. Pop used to say he kept track of the day of the week by how many times he smacked me upside the head. Believe me, this mouthy maverick deserved it. Okay, back to the woman who's partially responsible for just how fucked up I am. So, when I was eight, Mom split. She beat me downstairs one morning and left a note for Pop on the smoking coffee maker that said, Blah, 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 blah. You're sick and twisted. Blah, blah, blah. We've grown apart. Blah, blah, blah. I'm leaving Junior with you. Instead of a note, Mom slipped into my bedroom and gave me a blue teddy bear. She thought I was asleep, but I heard every fucking word she whispered. I love you, Junior but it's best you stay with your pop. She kissed the top of my head. And for the love of God, Junior, don't turn into a pussy or a serial killer. Well, Mom should be proud. I definitely ain't a pussy. And if you replace serial with hired, I still think she'd be proud. After all, a serial killer is an animal who's seriously fucked up. I chose who to off on my own terms. I go after scum like my pop did. My pop spent his life locking up rapists, drug dealers, child molesters, and murderers. At the kitchen table at night, I watched him shoot back glass after glass 
of Jack Daniels while cursing the legal system for letting yet another perp off on another technicality. Junior, uh, there's a special place in hell for all the soulless defense attorneys who protect the panty waste who sneak up this world. Another thing that made Pop's vein in his forehead throb was a cop who mishandled evidence at his crime scene or forgot to read a perp his rights. Uh, wait a sec. Come to think of it, another thing that chapped his ass were FBI agents. Yep, the cops do all the work. And the federal bureaucracy of idiots show up and take all the credit. They're a bunch of ass clowns. That's the beauty of working solo. In my courtroom, I'm the judge and jury. Everyone leaves in a body bag. Let's get back on track, shall we? I slept with that stuff Bear Mom gave me every night. Sometimes I'd beat the hell out of it when I thought about her. Then I would snuggle it and cry myself to sleep, wishing it were her. After Mom left, Pop developed a great sense of humor. He convinced himself he didn't miss Mom. Glad your mom left when I was still healthy. Can't imagine what the she-devil would have done to me when I was old and pissing myself. Or... <laughs> Jezebel, save me a bullet. But the best... Junior, go get Bitch Bear. <laughs> Let's have some fun. Pop and I would take turns punching, stomping, and strangling my beloved blue teddy bear. Eventually, Bitch Bear ended up in our fireplace one Christmas morning after Pop announced that it was time for us to let Bitch Bear go and move on. These are brave words. I knew Mom had crushed him. Pop never remarried. I believe he clung to hope that Mom might wake up and smell a smoking coffee pot and come home. She never did. Honestly, I don't know if my mom's still alive. I toyed with the idea of finding her, but then I thought, you know what, fuck it. Pop did a great job raising me. Some days I stop shaving, peer into the mirror and say, Man, you're an enigma. I guess that's why I commiserate with Shrinky Drink. I'm sort of hoping that he can help me figure out who the hell I am between his shots of tequila and my refreshing glass of soda water with a twist of lime. I'll never forget the day I told Shrinky Drink I was going to marry Wifey. I was sitting across from him at the bar. <laughs> You married? That's like neutering a dog and telling him to forget how delightful it was to lick his balls. I slid my empty glass across to him. Just fill it, dickwad. He continued to chap my ass. Dude, hand over the pack of smokes. I'm saving you from the bitching that's going to commence when the old ball and chain puts a fucking skid stop to that oral fixation you have. Hey, asshole. Nothing's going to change. Au <laughs> contraire. I beg to differ. You're going to need me and my fine establishment and all it offers even more. Not to mention my mind-altering advice. That mind-altering advice makes me want to eat my gun. See? It's working. He smirked and poured me another seltzer round. Sliding the glass to me, he gripped my shoulder. I wish you the best, buddy. You deserve to be tortured. We laughed and threw back our poison. I winced when an ice cube hit my tooth, a pain so sharp it jars me upright. But I ignore it. Peeps, before I divulged my news to Shrinky Drink about wifey, I was living a crotch-rocket life. I was jetting around the world and hooking up with all shades of exotic women. Money was a vehicle used to cruise into five-star restaurants and dine on exquisite food and fine wine. A curvy ball and chain would only slow me down. But, the first time I saw Wifey, I knew I was doomed. 
in a good way. Even now, 30 years later, my trigger finger still tingles whenever I'm around her. Ah, back to my original conversation with Shrinky Drink. Nah, I'm over Bitch Bear, but I want to kick myself in the ass for ever telling you about it. You gotta let that pain locked up deep inside you free, man. You're a real hippie dick. (laughs) I laugh, shaking my head, and he salutes me. Ka-ching! Another 150 buckaroos on my bar tab for my buddy Psycho Babble. He drops a fresh lime into my glass. What's up with that grumpy grouper face a second ago? My tooth's killing me. Probably got a cavity, dude. What? Now you got a doctorate in dentistry, too? To prove my buddy wrong, I take another sip and suck in my breath when the icy water connects with my aching tooth. Shit! Haul your ass to the driller. Hey, before you do... Shrinky Drink reaches under the bar and drops a blue teddy bear in front of me. Happy birthday, spunk bubble. Not my birthday, idiot. Well, for the ones I miss, dude. I grab the bear and notice Shrinky Drink's drawn black X's across its white button eyes. Around the bear's neck is a silver chain with a tag dangling from it. On the tag and black marker, scribbled in Shrinky Drink's handwriting, are the words, Bitch Bear. You are one sick, twisted... Yeah, yeah, whatever. Just take the bear and have some fun. Now get the hell out of here, man, and find the driller. I glare at him, wishing I could work him over with a drill. But he does have a point. So I take Bitch Bear to the driller, an experience I equate to having bamboo shoots shoved under my toenails. Peeps, that's another podcast. For now, let me skedaddle back to me and Gatorbait Jose and Bitch Bear. After offing Jose and snapping his picture with Bitch Bear, I type a caption under the picture that says, See you later, Allie the Gator. I hit send a mutter's number and hop back into my expedition. A second later, there's a thumbs up emoji from Dirty Bird with the text, You done me proud, son. His attaboy short-lived. I start sweating. I remember there's blood spattered all over the back floor mats of the expedition. Wifey's gonna kill me. I use my cell phone to Google how to remove bloodstains from Peeps, I can't believe how many tips pop up from what I later learn are called blog sites. Man, mommy bloggers kill me, but in a good way. Their suggestions on how to remove difficult stains are dead on. They truly saved my murdering ass. By the way, this is a shout out to Marge of Wisconsin. That killer cleaner you suggested really did the trick on my floor mats. I also did what you said and sprayed the hell out of them with deodorizer. You were right, not one hint of bad mojo. Thanks a bunch, you crazy cheese woman, you. I'm hooked. I find myself scrolling through other blog sites and stumble across a foodie site. For shits and giggles, my nimble little fingers Google how to cook gator tail. After all, I have a nine-footer floating in the swamp in front of me. Hey, when life gives you a gator, make Jimmy Jeter's gator tail recipe. So, a situation that might have started out tragically ends romantically. How? Well, after I finish reading a romance blog, Language of Lovers, Discover Yours and Theirs, I learn wifey's love language are service and gifts. The next day when her car is clean and smelling good, she assumes I've done this out of the kindness of my heart. That's service. 
Later that night, I make her a romantic dinner from a foodie site. There's the gift. She meets my love language need. <laughs> Use your imagination. There you have it, peeps. Gator Bait Jose, my first sitting ducks assignment. I even threw in a freebie about Bitch Bear, my sidekick stuffed accomplice. So I'm dying to know, are y'all digging my podcast? If not, I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Got some sick, demented hitman humor there. Until next time, peeps, I'm Will Kill You, and I'm off with a bang.